Welcome to this episode of Clearly Crypto, the podcast that guides you through the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency. Your hosts, Aaron and Corey, are here to educate and spur conversation, but they are not financial advisors. So, do your own research before you buy, sell, or trade. Now, let's get the show started. Hi, Aaron. What's up, Corey? Nothing. You ready to do this today? Yeah, let's get going. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about? So I think there was something that was brought up in the last episode. Uh, There was a question. Do you think cryptocurrencies will ever become a stable currency? Uh, And I think it's kind of interesting to look at that. So maybe we can approach that from a few different angles. Yeah, that's a good question. Try to answer that. Yeah, definitely. So what about you? What do you want to talk about? Uh, Well, I got a couple of things. First of all, because I own some and I still don't know what the hell it is. What's Ethereum? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a, it's a big question, but yeah, let's dive into that and okay. kind of dissect it and take it piece by piece. Yeah, overview, maybe not a whole lot of nuts and bolts. Yeah, sure. Okay. And uh, what do I look for in a good coin? Yeah, what to buy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. I get that a lot as well. So I'll share my perspectives on it and kind of what I look for and some things that I stay away or red flags when I see things in particular coins. Okay. I know, that, hey, I don't want to get anywhere near that. So awesome. sure, we can look at that and, and uh, share my insights. All right. Episode six. Let's do okay, it. Let's get going. All right. Okay, Aaron, so I think the question on my mind, this is at least important to me because I want to see crypto be more than just, oh, it's a stock thing, let's do that. Is crypto ever going to become a stable currency? And I guess the corollary to that is how? Okay, well, I will answer your question with a question. (laughs) What is a stable (laughs) currency? What does that mean? Something that when I go out and buy a bag of groceries... Mm -hmm. I know what I'm going to pay for it. I know how much it's worth in the context of the economy that I'm in. Okay. Yeah, I think there. one way to look at that is for a lot of people in a lot of countries around the world, because you got to remember Bitcoin and, and crypto is a global thing. Right. It's already more stable than the currency they're currently using. If you look at the Zimbabwe trillion dollar bill, uh-huh. and when people have wheelbarrows full of cash and they're more worried that somebody will steal their wheelbarrow than the cash <laughs> that's in it because it's worth more, um, then it kind of reframes what a stable currency is. So I think what most people, and I'm sure what you meant yeah. is, will it be a stable currency in the U.S. will it rival the U.S. dollar? Right, and and you just called me out for having a first world problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for a lot of people, it's already good enough and stable enough to the point where they can use it for day to day purchases, and it's more stable. At least, so you know, the volatility in crypto is upward volatility. Right, it, it climbs and crashes, but at least it's it's been continually on an upward momentum. Uh-huh. Where a lot of these other currencies that are um, inflationary are on a downward trajectory. So they go up and down, but they're constantly getting lower and lower and lower. Um, so I think that's important to recognize as well. Um, I don't know. That's. I mean, I, I honestly don't know if it'll yeah. ever get to the point where it's as stable as the US dollar. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's um, some work being done. Have you ever heard of a stable coin? No, I have not. 
Okay, so the first stable coin was USDT or US dollar tether. I've heard of that. Yes, so it was called tether. And there was some um, controversy recently they were in the news um, because there was some doubt as to whether they actually had the reserves to back up mm-hmm. their cryptocurrency. Yeah, so how, how, did, how was tether supposed to work? So the whole idea behind tether is um, it's, a, it's a cryptocurrency, it's a coin, but the company that created it has the equivalent... Um, U.S. dollars in reserve. Okay. And that's how they... So they issue out new Tether uh-huh. when they have an equivalent amount of dollars in reserve. So a lot of... When you log into exchanges, you'll see um, like Bitcoin to, you know, whatever cryptocurrency yeah, yeah. pairing, Ethereum, and they have U.S. dollar Tether. So if you wanted to sell a bunch of... Um, Whatever cryptocurrency, uh-huh. but keep it in a stable form. You could trade it for the U.S. dollar tether, where it's still a cryptocurrency. You could still keep it in the exchange mm-hmm. or in your own wallet, um, but it'll hold that value better than, you know, if you sold Ethereum for Bitcoin, your Bitcoin could still go up and down quite a bit. Right, right. Over the days or weeks. Hmm. That's a so, weird concept. For yeah. Cryptocurrency. It kind of is. Um, that was the first one, and honestly, I never looked too much into it uh-huh. i'm not um real in adept at in what they do but there's a lot of other stable coins that are coming out recently more and more um that's going to be one of the big things i think this year of 2018 is these stable coins right because i think we're at the point where crypto tech is is evolved quite a bit and now everybody wants to see that the the answer to that question is will they right. become stable yeah so they're trying to find solutions to that and, and hopefully a lot of them will be in the um in the the uh, the stable coins. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Do you know what the concept is behind that, or they all work a little bit differently? But essentially, I think it's similar to the USDT, where the company's going to keep uh, an equivalent reserves. Um, I've seen a few different schemes, and and some of them do it different ways. But hmm. so yeah, no, not really. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I need weird. to look more into yeah, it. Honestly, okay. I, I okay. mean, that's so many different tokens though. and things and different schemes on how they work. So because that that to me kind of flies in the face of like what a cryptocurrency, what Bitcoin mm-hmm. is, where you're creating wealth out of this commodity that exists in cyberspace. Right. And if you're tying it to some legacy system thing what happens if that economy crashes now your cryptocurrency is worth bubkus right and that's yeah that's interesting you bring that up because in a lot of ways we're trying to re-centralize what has become decentralized so we'll see but at least we'll still have other options we'll still have the decentralized cryptocurrencies and bitcoin and everything like that um so i guess that's another question is does it need to be stable i don't know if it'll, it'll ever you know be become equivalent where it's as as stable and uh as a u.s dollar or the euro or anything like that um but does it need to be i'm not sure that it necessarily does if you know it depends on how you treat it as we kind of talked about earlier all these different government agencies want to classify it one way or the other right um but i'm not sure that it necessarily needs to be it's it's a commodity it you know some of these tokens are potentially securities are they property are they currency i don't know kind of well, defies classification would, so would the stability also kind of depend on your perspective on it because if you're looking at it from it's worth x us dollars mm-hmm. that's going to fluctuate a lot but if you're only dealing with just the cryptocurrency itself right that kind of puts a different angle that you're viewing it at it, yeah, when things are eventually, I think what you're trying to say is when things are eventually um, 
priced in Bitcoin. So right. it doesn't cost $10 and the equivalent is this amount of Bitcoin, but merchants are actually saying, no, I want, you know, yeah, two want... millibits for yeah. that pizza or whatever the case might okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to happen and that will, uh, through just through adoption and through mm-hmm. time, um, you know, we've already seen explosive growth, more and more users with that, the price has increased and volatility has actually decreased pretty significantly. It, it seems like a lot when you've got 20,000 and then it's worth 10,000 yeah. and then 15. But if you look back, you know, even though the dollar values were smaller, mm-hmm. the percent fluctuations were actually much greater. Yeah. So we'll see. I think, you know, maybe as it continues to grow and becomes worth more, it might start to level out even yeah. more and more. And, and, and that is kind of a school of thought, too, is that once it becomes a bigger part piece of the market, it's going to be the bigger it is, the more stable it is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Right now, you know, it's a small pond with mm-hmm. a few whales splashing around. They can move it quite a bit. But yeah. as it grows and more people have a piece of it, um, it should level out quite a bit. Okay. So I don't know. It's So it's mid-March now, mm-hmm. and it's been hanging out right around 10 grand pretty consistently for the last couple of months. Yeah, it's yeah been fluctuating between like 8 grand to 11 Mm-hmm. almost 12 I but think but we're talking so. you know maybe 10-15% swing during a day yeah which that's a lot for a <laughs> yeah, currency that's a huge for currency massive. in most markets and things right yeah. but it's not what a lot of people like oh my god it's this thing and I was reading an article the other day and it said Bitcoin falls this is totally off the topic by the way that's alright Bitcoin falls below all important $10,000 mark bleh yeah why is who, that important who said that's a thing <laughs> I don't know. They're probably trying to say that it's some type of psychological barrier. I guess. Um, It's sensationalism. Whatever sells headlines. You look at the... you know, the creators of these, this content, if you want to call it that, these major news mm-hmm. media outlets, CNBC, all this. Um, it's kind of fun to look back over their different articles and what they say about different cryptocurrencies <laughs> over the months. It flip flops as much as the price does. So yeah. <laughs> one month it'll be the greatest thing, the future. And then the next one, two months later, oh, Bitcoin's dead. It's dead. It's below $10,000. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. But so hopefully, because like, well, I know in another way that that you can have a cryptocurrency actually become a stable currency that people use is to actually use it Mm -hmm. and not just buy it as a commodity. Right. Um, I know you're pretty good at that. I try. It's still not as convenient as it could or should be, but it's getting better. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Um, Getting rid of ATMs and not having to go grab cash, even though everybody uses a a Visa card or their debit card and all that, you make it that easy for everybody? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that might draw a little bit more in. Yep. I think think you're right. I think it's just going to take time. Like I said, there's a lot of projects that are working on – those solutions right now to make it easy to buy, sell, spend, yeah. uh, not just Bitcoin, but all types of other cryptocurrencies. And we're just going to have to give it time. It's going to take a few more years right. probably, but as those systems mature and, and overall the, the, the space grows, mm-hmm. you'll see it more and more just like we did with, you know, smartphones, internet computers. It just kind of happens. It, it yeah. seems overnight, although right. it's been growing for years and years and years, okay. but all of a sudden everybody will just have it and it'll just be a normal thing. You know, you think it'll be something more organic that we don't even know what it's going to be at this point. You can speculate all you want, but 
it's going to wind up being this thing that just kind of grows and people start using it the way they're going to use it. Yes, and things absolutely. grow up around that. Well, yeah, I think that's exactly right. It's it's a technology. It's a platform. Um, it's so, a baby. Yeah, it's a baby, but it's a it's a platform so people can build and innovate on it and build you know, whatever they want. And mm-hmm. so it'll grow in different ways in different areas that we can, you know, speculate on now and then other ways that we can't even imagine yet. Yeah. But I think a lot of it will be organically, okay. you know. People- well, I guess too, because we're, we're the folks, the people that are into this crypto space right now, we're laying the foundations. Mm-hmm. We're building the frame for the house that the normal people are going to come along and it's just going to be here. Once everybody starts adopting it, they're like, oh, this is really nice. This is so cool. Yeah. And not going to realize all this fret and worry that went into trying to figure it out in the first place. Yep. Same with most technologies, you know. It's, yeah. And it's kind of funny because most technologies are first used by criminals because it gives them a competitive advantage. Uh-huh. But um, then, the, you know, it's a kind of a niche thing used by nerds. And, you know, and then eventually once it gets to a point where it's usable by most, you know, average ordinary people, it's just another thing. It's like, oh, wow. Well, of you course we're using this. Yeah. Of course our houses are electrified. Why wouldn't they be? <laughs> True that. Yeah. But do you think the first person that had electricity in their house thought, you know, no, this is a total normal, oh, sane yeah, thing no, to do? It's, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. That's... People are like, that's so dangerous. I can't <laughs> believe. Why would you do that? <laughs> do you know what that stuff does? Right. Get electrified. <laughs> well, it'll definitely be interesting to see. And the one prediction I think I'm going to make about it, and I already pretty much said, it, is like, it's going to not be what we expect. I Yeah. I would probably agree with that for the most part. Yeah. I think some of the use cases we're seeing develop, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be look much different than it does today and, and, uh, and grow in a lot of ways that we can't predict yet. So yeah, I'm just curious as to when people will stop saying that Bitcoin's dead or that cryptocurrencies <laughs> are just a fad and they're done with, you know? Yeah. It's like an almost 10 year old fad. I mean, right. come on. But at this point, yeah, it's like, $10,000 Bitcoin and people are still saying, ah, oh, Bitcoin's dead. It dropped from 20,000. Like at what point, if it goes to a hundred thousand dollars and drops down to 50, are people going to be, oh, Bitcoin's dead. No. It's over. Oh, it's just a bubble. Nobody's using that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So we'll hang in there. And I think that getting involved like we are mm-hmm. investing, what you feel like you can lose if it goes away, that's, that's how we're going to get there because we got to keep the people that are building the technologies keep them employed right mm-hmm. so. yeah it's kind of a positive feedback loop the more people that use it the more useful it is the more it stable it becomes and the more it becomes worth so a lot of people in, in third world countries will begin using it because it is more is much more beneficial and easier to use than technology or their current government yeah. uh, fiat currency and, and looking around it seems like oh, since I'm, I'm an american citizen mm-hmm. what the U.S. is doing with cryptocurrencies, right? We're way pales in comparison to what Australia, yeah, and just all over the world. Yeah, they have all these companies that are coming. WePower, Power Ledger, mm-hmm. gosh, what I don't even can't even name them all. But none of them are based in the U.S. Yeah, there's there there are some, but uh, I think the the U.S. is falling a little bit behind, and a lot of that has to do with the regulation and right. how we're approaching it, but. You see some different countries, especially like Southwest Asia, um, Korea, China, um, Japan. They are the leaders in this industry, and they're embracing it. And if mm-hmm. you know, if you guys are listening back in the states, you come over to to South Korea. They're already setting up kiosks in fast food restaurants that allow you to order through that 
you know, at McDonald's and pay in cryptocurrencies and support a handful of different cryptocurrencies. So it's a much different vibe and it's growing around the world um, much faster, I think, than it is in the U.S. So. Well, we'll get there eventually. We're always yeah. ten behind, ten years behind the world anyway. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this race uh, ends up. Okay, so if you had to just shorten it up, do you think cryptocurrencies will? Is there a path to become a stable currency? Do you think they'll ever make it there? Yes, I do. I think it's going to be a long road, and I think that this stable is a relative term and means mm-hmm. different things to different people. Um, but I think that if it's not, so we'll say if, if Bitcoin is not directly used for everyday purchases, if it's not stable enough, there will be other cryptocurrencies that will be, and they may be linked to Bitcoin in some way, Okay, you know? So, there so yes, go. short answer. Yes. In All time, right. <laughs> it will, it will be used as a regular everyday currency. There you go. All right. Well, thank you, Aaron. And Absolutely. to all you listeners, where, what did we miss here? I'm sure there's something we're, we're talking, we have our opinions, but tell us what you actually think, because I'm pretty sure most of you have some sort of a strong opinion about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's a lot to it. So. Yeah. So get on the Facebook, the Twitter, the Telegram, and tell us what we missed and uh, where our logic's flawed or how awesome we are. You can tell us that too. <laughs> uh, so, all right, well, we're going to move on, but uh, good. thanks for joining us here on Clearly Crypto. Yeah. Thanks, guys. things that I thought I knew mm-hmm. because I thought I learned it is Ethereum is not a cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of semantics. Some people would call it a cryptocurrency. Some people call it uh, a utility token, smart contract platform. So, yeah. So what is Ethereum? Its primary function is not to serve as a currency. So in that sense, it wouldn't be a, a a cryptocurrency it's not meant to pay for things um online or wherever okay that being said again it's it's a token that does have value so you can spend it in certain places right, i bought into as my such. first ico with ethereum right yeah <laughs> yeah but its primary purpose is not to function as okay. such and i think it's really kind of until you get deep into it it's hard to draw the lines and there's still a lot of gray area uh-huh. as this is developing but i've heard you know people say that a lot of ethereum is gonna you know overtake bitcoin and whatever and i personally don't think that is going to happen just because they serve two different purposes mm-hmm. and uh, even the guy that, that created it vitalik buterin he said it's not meant to be a a cryptocurrency it's okay. not meant to be used as a currency right. so 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 then i guess We've talked about this before a little bit. So there's platforms. Yeah. And there's utility. Right. So platform, which Ethereum is a platform. Ethereum is a platform, right. What's a platform? It is, it's a little difficult to describe. Okay. Um, It is essentially, it's been referred to as a virtual machine. So it has its own native scripting language. It's a, it's a programmable blockchain. Okay meaning that you can write smart contracts on top of it that will execute when certain conditions are met, provided you pay an adequate amount of 
ether into the system so you have uh so ethereum has miners similar to bitcoin miners it's a different um hashing algorithm that they right. use and they run on gpus blah 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 but that's what keeps the but that's what accurate right. And, right right so in order for um miners to do the the work the computation to process these more complex um contracts uh, you have to pay a fee essentially, which is Ethereum, and that's based on the the complexity of the operation that they're doing. Okay, I know it's just a, sounds like a lot of jargon. My eyes just glazed over <laughs> a little bit. Right. <laughs> but so Ethereum is the architecture that people can use to execute these smart contracts. Right. It's the it's the pipes. It's the plumbing that okay. allows this stuff to happen. So people can come on top of Ethereum and make apps such as shopping and we power that solve real world problems have real world applications that are uh decentralized and they they operate because of the ethereum network they okay. operate on top of that all right so the internet is the ground and ethereum yeah. is the infrastructure built on top of that so that we can go about our lives and do the things we need to do sure sort of I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I would have to, might have to back that up and, and hear what you said again, but <laughs> Well, so all right, so that's what a a just platforms, about. yeah, these right, blockchain so platforms. So that's a platform mm -hmm. which is kind of what it sounds like. It's the thing that other coins and you can do contracts and all that off of. It's the right. thing that it's blockchain helps validate and, and, and secure and store and record all the different contracts right. and transactions. Yeah, okay. sure. So, yeah, so we've referred to cryptocurrency, big cryptocurrency, yeah. as the internet of money. Right. So you could think of these... Um, these blockchain platforms and there's so ethereum was the first but there's more that are coming that are making improvements mm -hmm. you know here and there ethereum is probably going to stick around just because it was the first and it has right. first mover advantage the same reason why bitcoin is still around because it's the biggest the largest it has the most computing power right. etc but anyway um so if you think of ethereum as the internet it's the inner it's it's the platform and then all of the applications that are being built on it are just you know like the applications and web pages that we use today okay. but you'll have blockchain dApps, decentralized applications that execute okay and run on the top of ethereum all right so then real quick what's a utility um a utility token is uh it's something that's not its own blockchain but runs on top of you know again in this instance ethereum. ethereum and has a token that solves a very specific use case okay why you why would you need to tokenize something like i want to buy coffee right is a token for buying coffee yeah so starbucks could open or whatever coffee company could have you know open up their own starbucks coin and they could launch that on top okay. of ethereum but it would run on top of the platform mm -hmm. that's going to now incorporate the blockchain and all that right okay that makes a little bit more sense so right. ethereum that's weird though because ethereum's what it's like around 700 dollars right now something like that i think it just went past five it dropped pretty low actually with the right. crash like but yeah the it's day. climbing up into the mid fives i think okay. right now 540 somewhere yeah. around there but so when people are buying ethereum tokens mm-hmm 
what the hell are they actually buying? Confidence in the platform? Uh, right. Is this so, a complex question? Um, not super complex. So in order to execute any of those operations, you have to spend Ethereum. So if I have... So shopping's coming out. So we'll, we'll back it up real quick because maybe I can okay. kill two birds with one Rewind. stone. So we'll talk... What is the utility token? So shopping is coming out. It's one that I've personally um, invested in. I think it's going to be a good utility token and it's essentially aimed to become a decentralized Amazon. Okay. Um, so it's going to be kind of a shopping network that incentivizes the, uh, the users um, and the uh, companies that are selling products so that it allows individuals to, to retain their own identity, um, keep some of that privacy, all of their, um, PII, like mm -hmm. we called it, mm -hmm. um, and kind of cuts out the the middleman, so you won't necessarily need an Amazon to be keeping all that data and dealing with all that because it can just become decentralized and essentially peer to peer from uh, retailer to customer. So there ha there's utility in that token. Right now, every time if you want to use your, you know, if I wanted to send you shopping tokens, that smart contract would be executed on top of ethereum because that is the platform mm -hmm. in order to make that work i have to spend a small amount of ethereum which is going to vary depending on the complexity it could be a very simple transaction where i aaron am sending you Corey, x amount of tokens and that's usually pretty simple and can yeah. be done pretty cheaply um small amount of tokens but it can become much much more complex when you start integrating supply chains and payrolls and how all of these these you know it's really only limited to imagination of how complex you can make a, a contract mm -hmm. become but a and that would take more yeah. ethereum so that's that's why ethereum has value because in order to execute that then you have to spend uh, the uh, you know the amount of ethereum to make that okay. contract so the ethereum miners are uh, validating the blockchain and taking that fee to execute okay. that amount of work that it takes. The papers. Yeah. Okay. So if you're buying Ethereum, you're investing in infrastructure. Yes. Whereas if you're buying, let's say, Shopin or Litecoin, mm -hmm. something like that, you're buying products. Well, Litecoin is different. <laughs> Not a great example, I but yeah. Do that. <laughs> right. So okay, shop in because yep. we talked about that. So shop in, you're 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 investing in a product, not what it took to make the product. Not the not the infrastructure that was made yeah. made the product. Yeah. So we're doing I infrastructure that, investment. That's a pretty good with, analogy. With Ethereum. Right. Okay. And to me, and that's why um you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we talk about the, you know, what tokens to look for and whatnot. I talk a little bit about my preference, which is uh, looking for the infrastructure. So if I can get in early on a coin uh, that's an infrastructure, like an Ethereum token, obviously we're too late to get in on the early stages of right. Ethereum, but there's other One second, third. Yeah, it's uh, I think it's WAN chain. Wan, is, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I, I called it WAN for a long time. WAN chain. Wan. So that's another blockchain. It's a fork of Ethereum, but but it has a lot of really good, you know, great features, privacy and stuff like that. Um, that just launched again, do your own research. I'm not sure where it's going, but I, um, 
everything that I've looked at telling me that that's going to be a really successful platform. Mm -hmm. They're going to have their own dApps, decentralized apps. So to me, if I'm looking at which which way do I want to go, I'm trying to get money into the, the platforms because some of the apps are going to be successful. Most of them are going to fail. Right. But if the platform is successful in order for any of the dApps to be successful the applications the platform has to be right. successful so, yeah that, right that makes sense you're yeah. investing in in the infrastructure that's going to actually make things work and that infrastructure is going to be there and of course yeah there's going to be more platform tokens mm-hmm. that come out because they you're not going to get it right the first try right so yeah of course yeah there's always going to be a, an evolution with that and, mm-hmm I think one of the biggest downfalls with Ethereum is that um, it has its own scripting language. So if any of you guys are programmers, or I'm not, but you know, just knowing some of the jargon, um, that's the the coding language. It's mm-hmm. called Solidity, and it's new. It's something that had been it was created, um, you know, by Vitalik and. So nobody knows Solidity how to program Ethereum unless you actively go and learn how to program ethereum which is a huge barrier to entry because if you already know you know python c plus plus whatever then you're already a programmer but you can't touch ethereum until you learn a new Mm. language but a lot of these other new second third generations are incorporating multiple scripting languages so if you are already a programmer you can use what you already know and jump right in and start creating applications on yeah, top of that. Accessibility, that's, that's going to be a yeah. big deal. That makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Yeah. So Wanchain has that. Neo um, has that. So that's, yeah. Okay. But well, that helps. So but coming into this, like uh, I had, I could not wrap my brain around how Ethereum, Ether, right. was this thing you bought, but it was a th- wasn't a thing you buy stuff with, but I buy stuff with it. But. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's it's gray it's and all it's, the early days stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. But one day <laughs> when we're all using cryptocurrencies in our regular day to day life, and that's just the market. Nobody will understand it. Still, it'll just we're not going to understand it. But <laughs> no. that's what we're going to be using to make all of our purchases and and all that. We're going to have this platform that's built on right. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 difficult to f- figure out which tokens are going to be used for payments and in what manner because yeah. it's still just growing, evolving. It's like predicting the weather twelve days in advance. Yeah, or you know when the internet was new, predicting what you would be able to do on your <laughs> smartphone in two thousand eighteen. You know, yeah, yeah, Nobody you knew. couldn't even couldn't even fathom that that would be a possibility. But here we are. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope that's clear as mud for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we still have so much material left to go through because, again, scratching the surface, just getting little tiny ideas of what yeah. we're talking about as we go along here. But I needed that little talk just so that I could kind of get in my head. Now I can think when I hear platform, I think more infrastructure. Yeah. And when I hear utility, I think more a product. Right. Yep. Think of it as a, again, I it's a uh, virtual machine. So you, you have your virtual machine as your platform. That's what's doing all the operations. And then you have your token on top of that, which is like the, you know, think of it like a, a smartphone, I guess is kind of a dumbed down analogy, but the, the platform would be the phone 
and the DApps that you put on top of that, those are your your utility tokens. Okay. So you have your Ethereum have- that's phone that's processing all of that oh. and doing all the computation and making all of it work, but just the the applications okay. on top of that are your utility tokens. See, in my head, I have a water company in mind. Okay. Where they built all the pipes, they have the the reservoirs and all that, and then they're selling water. Mm-hmm. But the infrastructure is their platform. Right. And then the utility is the water they're selling you. Yep. That's... That, I like that works brick and too. mortar explanations. <laughs> right. Maybe yours will work resonate with some people and mine hopefully will get the stupid people. There you go. Well. Oh crap, I just called you guys stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, but I, I hopefully that's gonna generate some questions. Yeah, definitely. And again, like we always say, if you guys uh if I misspoke, said something wrong, give us that feedback. Tell us what you think, correct us. Um yeah, get out there. Uh, I have to take a little bit of a, a hiatus coming up. I'm going to be out for um, probably about a month and a half, two months. But I think that's going to give me more of an opportunity to yeah. be more engaged with the social media, uh, the Telegram platform. So get on there. There's a lot of great information. Yeah, we're going to do some infrastructure work while, you, while you're gone. Exactly. In the meantime, we're, we're going to try to get some material together so that we'll have something to tide you over. I know it's been March 11th was the last time we posted an episode. Wow. Yep, it's yeah. been a while. About it's a month, like, huh? It's like life happened or something. Yeah, life's always getting in the way of everything. Yeah, so we're going to try to put some stuff in the bank, get some get some episodes in the can so that we can release them to you so that uh, we're not a desert for the next two months. In the meantime, we're going to be working on our own infrastructure and trying to really beef up the, our social media for you guys so that we're really actual resource. But yep, absolutely. You have to find us on the Facebook and the Twitter. Yep. Telegram, big one, ding, ding, ding. Yep. Telegram. We're gonna be building out Telegram. We don't have a lot of people on there yet, but let's let's change that. That really is the best place for sharing information and uh, the stuff that you guys need to know. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously interested. Get on Telegram. I'm telling you, that's uh, it, it was a good turning point for me to you know get resources and, and get more into it. So. Obviously, you're here for that. Get on Telegram. I promise you that's that's the way to go. So clear, clearly crypto, uh, find us on Telegram, and, and we'll be putting a lot more resources out there. Awesome. Well, have a good trip. Well, you're not gone yet. We're going to still do something. <laughs> yeah. Do you can't get rid of me that easy. Damn it. All right. Well, thanks for enlightening me a little bit, Aaron, and we'll move on to other bigger things. Sounds like fun. Let's do it. Yay. This is the Clearly Crypto Podcast. Now, Aaron, I've been looking at different coins because now I'm all excited and I feel like bye, bye, Uh bye. Yeah, market's but, recovering a little yeah. bit. Slightly. We'll see if it holds, you know, but it's, it, it, it's looking good for right now. right now, it seems it's a little bit more stable. Sure, yep. So we're not going nuts all over the place. But my big question then is, what freaking coin do I buy? What What does a good coin look like? What are the attributes, the qualities of a good coin to buy? Sure. Yeah, That's. I think that's a good thing to look at. So first, though, I think we need to back it up. And, and I think for most people, where do you even start to look? Because most people have heard of, you know, the big three or four. Well, I'll um, ask you. 
Yeah. So where I get most of my recommendations and where I do a lot of my research is actually on Telegram. Uh, right now, I think that's probably the, the main social media platform where all of the discussion on cryptocurrency, at least the, the worthwhile discussion, is happening. Um, and there's quite a few groups in there where you can get some really good info. And in fact, going forward, I plan on taking a lot of that and incorporating it into our Telegram channel. So I guess what I'm getting at is if you want to know where to start to find a coin, get on Telegram, create an account, uh, join the Clearly Crypto Telegram channel, um, and I'll put links to other channels that are worthwhile and filter a lot of information there. But at least then you can get the idea of what what tokens to start looking at. And so you have a a place to jump off from. And then from that point, you can do your own research and kind of evaluate which ones are worth, you know, investing in or which ones you're interested in. But then you're not going to be relying on a podcast that may or may not come out on a regular basis. Right. Or Google ads. You know, if you've been searching Bitcoin and stuff on on Google, I'm sure you're getting all kinds of targeted ads. And a lot of those are scams. So that's why I said a lot of the worthwhile stuff is actually in the the Telegram chats. All the big players there on Telegram. Yes. All of the big players are right. they're in telegram so you're gonna hear about what's going on in the community as a whole right okay yep because i've i looked through all of it i spend a fair amount of time on reddit and stuff like that okay. and by far the most valuable you know pertinent information is is in telegram okay. so all right so cool so we got right. telegram and they're raving about this coin that's coming out right this coin that's catching on fire but yep. how do you know it's good for you exactly so even even if you're in the right spot <laughs> there's still a lot of junk out there so how do you decipher what's good what's bad first i guess will the obvious warning stay away from this coin um anything that guarantees you a return is a scam stay away uh case in point most recently there was a bitconnect which was essentially a Ponzi scheme, a pyramid mm-hmm. scheme. And, you know, you would think people would be smart enough to know better, but no, there's always a sucker people born every people. day, I guess. Yeah. Sorry, any of you listeners. I know there are a few of you that probably were in BitConnect. But yeah, anytime they're offering you guaranteed returns, weekly, monthly, um, that's not how any of this works. So invest at your own risk. But that's a that should be a red flag on anything, but especially yeah. with cryptocurrencies. Gotcha. You're never going to get guaranteed returns. Um after that, um, let's see here. One of the few things that I'm looking at to to stay away from is anything that has an extremely high cap. So when I'm looking at, at value and tokens, you want to find a, a project, uh, a token that's worthwhile, but that's still a little bit under the radar and they're not trying to raise uh, an exorbitant amount of money. Um, okay. It's kind of ironic because most of the talk around cryptocurrencies happening on Telegram Telegram actually is, they started their own ICO. They want to tokenize the Telegram social media platform. And I think they targeted, they started at 1 billion and I think they targeted 2 billion, which, yeah. So, okay, 2 billion is this? Dollars, USD, yes. We're not talking shells or... No, 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 no. They are are targeting $2 billion. So right off the bat, I don't care who's on the team, what they're doing, what their plans are. That is a ton of money, which to me, I think the people that invested in that, again, sorry if any of those listening are (laughs) invested in that. I hope it works out. But to me, the the numbers just don't add up. You're going to have a difficult time getting any type of significant return on that. Okay, that sounds to me like if somebody's investing, so when you talk cap, they're looking for that capital? 
Right. Okay. So they're looking for that much. To me, I'm like, oh, two billion. So they're gonna take my money, move to Argentina, and we're never gonna see them again. Yeah. And a lot of them do that. A lot of them are scams and and stuff. Um. So you have to be careful and do your due diligence, even when you see ads and listen to YouTube channels okay. and and uh, podcasts. Do your own research. But yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's an extremely high cap, even if they're legitimate, that mm-hmm. you know, if they're raising two billion dollars and they're creating X amount of tokens. You know, even if the company becomes worth ten billion dollars, which is a lot, yeah. Um, you know, that just opened up a whole can of worms of questions right. for me about all that, about what some of this stuff you were just saying even means. To okay. be honest with you, okay, which would probably be things we'll have to get into later. But so, first of all, because mm-hmm. I know we've talked about cryptocurrencies and how they're not really owned by anybody and they're just on the computer. Right. Um, but I'm guessing we're talking it's actually going to be tokens for a business. Yeah. So that's where they need the capital investment to get the business up. Like WePower, I know, is one that's, right. that's a fairly recent ICO. Mm-hmm. They needed that seed money to actually get the corporation off the ground. Correct. So that's what we're talking about. Why yeah. That much capital. Right. Investment. Yeah. And you got to draw the distinction between some of the cryptocurrencies and then some of these token projects. So Bitcoin is decentralized. Nobody owns it. Nobody was raising money for a project, for a business model. Right. It just is. Okay. Now we're looking at, you know, you mentioned WePower and there's some other ones out there, but that's actually a organized group of individuals that formed a, a company and they're um, trying to raise funds so that they can launch their token for a specific purpose okay. so it's very much a, a business now the tokens are still in a lot of these projects the tokens are still decentralized in a way but it's kind of a gray area there's le- there's varying levels of decentralization okay. so all right so um, can you can you bullet point some of this for 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 the knaves out there like myself sure so okay well yeah we'll back up with things that you want to look for okay. for for where you're starting out, the first thing you want to look at, if you, if you see a token and you're like, hey, this popped up, sounds kind of interesting, you start reading what the project is, if it makes sense, if there's a, a utility to that project, to that token, if it solves a real world purpose, that's the first check mark. A lot of them are, you know, you can read through it and you read the white paper and it doesn't make sense, you don't understand it. I would pass on it, okay, but if, it's just a trash coin. Yeah, or you know, if you if you just don't understand what it is, yeah. do more research. If it still doesn't make sense to you, this is just my personal opinion. Right, right. pass on it, because if you can't understand it, well, how do you know? Yeah, for most things, if you don't understand what they're doing or what problem it solves, just pass. Gotcha. So if you find a project, sounds good, looks good, let's learn more. Um, usually they should link you to the, the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the websites, they'll have uh, all of the team listed out from, okay. you know, the chief financial officer, chief technical officer, all the way down the line, CEO. Like search the people and usually, see if they're legit type people. Uh-huh. And most of them have LinkedIn profiles, which is a little bit more reliable mm-hmm. than, than Google. So you click on that, and that's usually the second um, check mark that I look for is, what's the team look like? Who's running this project? Because you can have a really ambitious project, and you know they solve this great problem, but if they're 
new to the area. They don't have any, you know, experience with blockchain or, you know, cryptocurrencies. They haven't really run any major projects in the past. Um, Then I usually pass on that as well because it's really difficult to, especially in the current climate that we're at with all the regulatory hurdles and everything. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a really strong team, it's, it's difficult to, to get off the ground and meet your, your milestones and, um, and all that in, okay. in a timely manner. Okay. So first of all, we were avoiding things with a really high cap that they want a lot of capital to get this off the ground. Right. Uh, what was number two? Um, don't, yeah, stay away from anything that guarantees a return. Okay. Those are your red flags. Yeah. So normal scammy type. Right. Invest a dollar and you'll get back 3000 Yeah. stuff. Look uh, for a project that you understand okay, that makes so sense I need to, to you. comprehend what the hell they're actually going to do with this coin or this token. Yeah. It has to make some sense. Right. And then you got to make sure we have good people involved with it. Look at the team. Yeah. Look okay. through all the team. And, um, I kind of stole this from, uh, Ian Bellina, who's a big, um, uh, he's big in this space with cryptocurrencies and and doing recommendations. So, um, but anyway, he looks he has uh, he looks through it and looks at the all stars on the team. And yeah, it's important. You want to evaluate the team, do your own research. If they've worked for big, significant companies in the past, they've been on major projects, worked with major financial institutions. They have that type of experience. Then you know that's something that right. You so might want to continue. People are going to be that are knowledgeable about the industry that they're going to be offering the the tokens or coins for as well as people that are experienced and and do do well with the blockchain and Mm -hmm. and know all that okay exactly makes sense qualified people qualified people yeah you can have a great idea but if you're not competent to get it off the ground then you're probably not gonna you know hey i tried really hard (laughs) right doesn't count for much you got to be able to execute so okay what else do we need to know all right so Another thing that I uh, look for is token metrics. So I touched on that, and this gets a little complicated, so I'll probably just give you a little bit of an overview. And again, get on Telegram. There's a lot of reading, a lot of research. If you want to make money in this in this you know business or um, in this industry, you got to do your research. You got to do your due diligence. Yeah. So again, tech token metrics, I talked about it. You don't want something with a really high cap, so they're not trying to raise... $2 billion for a social media platform. Right. Um, and it, it can fluctuate a little bit depending on what the project is and how ambitious they are. But I try to look at projects that stay under 50 million total uh, capital raise um, pre-token launch. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of ideal. And usually the lower the better because if, they, if a company is looking to raise, you know, $10 million and they hit that and they issue out all of their tokens... Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that $10 million and then the project becomes successful and they become one of those cryptocurrencies that's in the, the top 20 or top 10 yeah. and they're valued at, you know, well, a billion or $2 billion market capitalization for those tokens. Mm-hmm. Now they raised, you know, $10 million for them and now they're worth a billion. You can do the math on that. Yeah. So your exponential increase. Right. I, to me, it sounds kind of like somebody wants to open their own business mm-hmm. and they are going to be walking. If they have a, doing this huge capital, trying to get this huge amount of capital, they're going to have so much overhead going into it. Right. That it's just going to be crushing. Right. So, okay. I can equate that. Yeah. 
Okay. Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. So that's that's just the uh, the first step, I guess, in the token metrics. Then you have to look at how the, that's the money. Test kind of. Huh? Yeah. I mean, and again, there's there's a lot of leeway. Sometimes there's good projects that are trying to raise a hundred million. Well, to, if somebody's going to be building boats or something like you know, cruise line mm-hmm. type stuff, then yeah, it's going to need a lot of capital. But if somebody's got a coffee shop or coffee line or something like that, then they're not going to need as, as much capital to get going with it. Yeah. So it should scale to the industry that it's involved Yes, with. exactly. Okay. But then you have to take a look at how that money is being spent. And I guess that's another red flag because there's a lot of um, – uh, a lot of projects currently going on where they will say we're trying to raise X amount of dollars, but they're very reluctant to share how those dollars are being spent mm-hmm. and ha- and how the tokens are going to be um, distributed. If they don't share that right away, that's a red flag. I won't touch it with a 10-foot pole right. um, because they might be keeping 90% of the tokens, giving out 5% to their um, you know strategic partnerships and then distributing the other five percent to the the public through the token generation that they're raising the money through that's an extreme case um but it's important to look at that so um usually i'm looking for under 50 percent that the company is retaining Mm -hmm. um on the tokens for themselves and yeah, without getting into, I don't have my notes in front of me, and without getting into all the specific percentages for the di- distribution, again, go to Telegram, and we'll start sharing some of that stuff so okay. that you guys can look at that. But but that's another important thing to look at, is how, how are the tokens being distributed, and where are they going? Are they going to strategic partners, going out to the ICO? How much is the team retaining, and how long are those tokens going to be locked up? Okay, so this is really just kind of a primer. On yeah, for, it's a lot. It's a complex thing for it is. Out what a good coin is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, just to touch briefly on the lockup. So if you're not familiar with that, a lot of times teams will set lockups either for themselves or for strategic partners or even you know through uh, ICO participants where they say, we're going to issue out 80% of your tokens. We're going to lock those up for a year and then we'll issue out the remaining 20% quarterly over the next yeah. two years or whatever the case might be. So it's important to look at all that stuff, how, how the tokens are held, where they're held, when they're being distributed. And that all has a huge impact on the price of the tokens, what they're going to hit the market at and what you can expect the, the uh, valuation and the growth of those tokens to okay. be based on that. Yeah. So we've, we've, <laughs> it's a lot, I know. Yeah. So we're, we're, we've, we've, we've been talking ICOs, initial coin offerings. Right. Um, and I almost think that, okay, that's one topic about what's a good coin. Mm. What about stuff that's already on the market? Now, I know that's probably going to be a segment we'll have to save for another time. Yeah. It's going to be another 15, 20 minutes of talk. But there's ways to gauge, I guess, coins you, that are already on the market that you can buy uh-huh. right now. Yeah. What 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 makes those look good? So we'll save that for maybe okay. next episode, right? If we think we can swing that, okay. Um, but yeah, so we just scratched the top layer of paint, right? I do want to say one one more point on it though. Yes. All right. So one of the other things that I look for personally, so there's different types of tokens and coins, and and we've looked at that before. Right now, what I'm looking at investing in mostly is infrastructure, mm-hmm. platforms, not necessarily utility. So there are some utility tokens that are that are good and worthwhile projects, 
But to me, I'm looking at the the platforms that those tokens are going to run on. Okay. So, for instance, I would, you know, if, if Ethereum were, were new, if I could rewind the clock, I would invest in that rather than a decentralized app or a dApp that runs on top of Ethereum. Okay. Okay. Now, Ethereum has already gone up exponentially in value, so yeah, it st- still might be a good investment, and I own some Ethereum, but it's not something that I would you know, throw a bunch of money at right now. But there's other platforms that are coming online, um, you know, second, third generation blockchains that other applications will be built on top of. And to me, if you can find those quality uh, platform, you know, separate blockchains, um, if you can get on those, I think that's where, I think that's where you're going to be most successful. All right. All right. So when you're looking at an ICO, Mm -hmm. you want to look at the, 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 cap that they're looking at the, mm-hmm. the cap how much capital they're trying to raise make sure it makes sense for what the project is right you want to look at i'm forgetting blanking on number two there <laughs> let's see so you let's want to look see. at the the market cap um we had with some red flags that you want to stay away yeah. from if they have a uh, a high cap stay away from that if they guarantee you returns, returns stay away from That's that just shady sounding yep um if it passed that test, then you want to look at, uh, you know, what the team is, who's on the team, okay. team what they've done in the past. Qualifications. Right. The token metrics, if it makes voodoo, sense. Right. right. That's a little bit of we'll <laughs> voodoo. Get, get on Telegram. That's going to be your first step. Cool. Get on Telegram. If you just search crypto, there's a, a ton of uh, channels out there. Hit our channel, though, because I'm going to yeah. link you guys to some good stuff and hopefully spell this uh, token metric stuff out for you so you can kind of decide um, what to look at, you know, when what the team's holding, how long, all that stuff. We'll get okay. into it. Oh, well, that, that sounds good. That at least gives people a starting point. That's that's what I needed whenever I got right. my first ICO and whatnot. So right. starting point, yep. get your feet wet. Don't put all of your money into the ICO. Learn what it is first, all that kind of good stuff. Right. You know. All right. Well, I think that confused everybody. <laughs> Thoroughly. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> it's it's a lot to, to cram in there. Sure so. it is. That's, that, this, this is all like that. Like I said, my brain bleeds every yep. single time we start talking because right. I hear something new that I never heard before, and yeah. now i got to figure that out. Well, hopefully you guys are where I was at years ago, and it just uh, spurs you to want to go out and learn more and, and get out there and start doing it because that's what a lot of it is is this is hopefully just priming you giving you some information but a lot of it's just reading and researching on your own yeah. so well it's like anything where the first time you hear it it doesn't make crap for sense yeah but then you hear it again and it starts to fit in a little bit better and then you hear some more around it so it it's a slow process yeah i'm still getting there yeah obviously me too there's i still learn every day learning a lot so so as we always say, do your own research. Keep learning. Yep. All right. So uh, we're going to move on. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> If you were paying attention during this episode, I'm sure you caught on to the fact that Aaron's going to be gone for the next couple of months. Unfortunately, that's just the way life works sometimes. There's nothing we can do about it. 
uh, yeah, that's going to put us off the air for a couple of months, but we are going to keep up with our Twitter and our Facebook and especially adding a lot of content to our te Telegram feed. So we really appreciate you guys being involved and listening and want you to know that over the next couple of months, even though we might not be putting out more episodes, we are going to be working to make the show even better so that when we come back, this is going to be really a good resource for you. So stick with us. Apologize again. We really appreciate you guys and hang in there in the intervening couple of months while we're on our hiatus. And we'll see you back here again sometime in June. The proceeding was an Acorn production. All opinions expressed are those of the hosts alone. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy the show, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Telegram, or email us at clearlycryptopod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Okay, so Aaron, ow. Start over. <laughs> All right. Ready?